And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. All right, kids, uh, it's just me flying solo. Um, I know I said I wouldn't be back until later with Rebecca and Aaron, but I would just, we are in the process of transitioning. We are putting together the JZO Modcast Podcast Network 2.0, and we are putting uh, our old podcast on a new server. Therefore, I am going through all our hundreds of podcasts and putting them on the new server. Just so happens, I found something. I unearthed a gem. Um, Now, I think it was around 2013-2014, and what it was, was... I had recorded an episode with S. Sadie Burbank for Who's the Boss? And we talked about MythWorks. We talked about Dark Myth. We talked about the books and the podcast and how things turned about and how she was an executive for not only Dark Myth, but, you know, for MythWorks. And then we get into the infamous CNN. Uh, that's the CNN article, and if you don't know what the CNN article is, you just pop in my name, David K. Montoya, CNN, and you can do it being Google, Yahoo Search, and it'll pull it up. Uh, we talk about that. We actually get that in pretty in-depth and about the guy who did it. Um, we have a guest cameo from Terry D. Shear who puts his thoughts into it as well, which was awesome to hear his voice. Uh, especially because I don't remember the conversation. So it was just kind of nice to hear. Um, and it's a full podcast. Well, it's more than just a full podcast. I, I think we're actually going to have to split it into two. Uh, just because when Sadie and I get together, we can't talk for just, you know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. It's usually an hour, hour and a half, something like that. So I th- I'm almost 100% positive we're going to split it into two. And it's just so rich and and has a lot of back information. I don't know why we never published it. Um and I know you're probably saying, well, it's Who's the Boss, so why don't you put it on Who's the Boss? Well, we are changing up Who's the Boss. Uh, we're having somebody come in, and he's going to co-host with me. And I felt like it's it would be too much of a, a change from what the format I'm trying to put together. And um, so I, I think some of the content that's put together is... Um, more seen red content because that might piss some people off. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm going to call this the Unearthed Gym Part 1. And 
listen to all the beautiful content. And then I'll be back afterwards. Enjoy. All right, kids. I have a very special guest. And in fact, with this guest being in front of me, it was very weird for me not to get revved up and say, it's Monday night. Because <laughs> that's what you usually say. Um, Sadie Burbank is our guest tonight. She's a dear friend. But other than being a dear friend, she's actually been very close into the corporate side of things for me. Um and we'll get into that tonight because that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to, to do this show with me. Um, Sadie and I met back in two, 2003. Um, I used to work in ICU at a hospital. She was respiratory, okay. uh, respiratory therapist. So she spent a lot of time in ICU, coincidentally. Yes, I did. Not as a patient, but uh, as a uh, respiratory therapist. Savior of lives. Oh. Uh, I have a couple I can say I, I helped intervene, yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing is we knew each other, but we really didn't know each other. It right. wasn't until um, you started working on... Orange Cat. Orange Cat, yes. And and then from there, we just once we started talking, it just kind of clicked. And we've been friends because we went from acquaintances to friends, and we've been friends ever since. And yes. in the time, in that time, rather... Um, it was during the Dark Myth Production Studios, and it was when we were doing really well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of the first things that I had asked you to do as a executive, quote-unquote executive, <laughs> was the uh, chief information officer. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember, I'm a CIO. Yes. <laughs> And uh, you looked at me, you're like, what the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> What's a CIO do? And I was like, well, if I need information on something, you're the one that's going to look it up. And so, I said, cool, I can do that. I so, have a computer. Yeah, I was going to say, so you were Google before I discovered Google. Oh, uh, that, yeah. That was the job. Yeah, totally. Google is my world. And then from there, you know, we, we went on and... We've worked on several different projects. Well, you as the writer, me as the publisher, and um, you know worked with me on World of Myth, the magazine, and then together we pr- produced um, you know your book. And and I think one more time we did it one more time in, uh, or at least one or two more times in the World of Myth magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point. Somewhere along the line, I want to say it was like 2010 or 2011, um, you actually became a shareholder of what was then, you know, it, because of the whole legality of the dark myth, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we became MythWorks. And you were, uh, well, you're not were, you still are. MythWorks is still operational. We just don't talk about it. Um, you know, you're... <laughs> it's like the, the elephant in the room. Anyway. And uh, so you had been... you. You're now technically a co-owner of Dark Myth Production Studios. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is before I even started the Jayzo Modcast and I had started Jayzo Mon Productions, it was solely to circulate my work as a writer because I felt that if you'd get on Google, you'd Google my name, David K. Montoya. It was like executive, you know, CEO, CEO, CEO. But it said nothing about being a writer, nothing mm-hmm. about being an artist. And that was the whole concept. It's just I wanted to put my name out there as a writer and artist as well. Before 
we went into the Jaisal Modcast, I talked to you first. Mm-hmm. And not not only did I say, hey, this is an idea, and you're like, well, I think you're batshit crazy, but I'll follow <laughs> along. But we discussed the future, and a lot of people don't know this, but we discussed the future in the plannings of MythWorks. We, we kind of said, okay, this is what's going to happen to MythWorks. And in fact, listening back, because, you know, I was doing flash, I still do flashback Fridays. Mm-hmm. I listened through all the old podcasts, which mm-hmm. is really fun now, especially since we're getting closer to the two-year mark. Mm-hmm. Um, shit that we said, and I don't even remember saying it. Oh, yeah, that happens to me all the time. But then I'm old. <laughs> but one of the things that you had said when we were doing Win in Burbank, it was an early episode of Win in Burbank, uh-huh. we were talking about MythWorks and how it it became a whole different type of monster. And you said, and I quote, if you can't control the monster, you have to kill it. Did I? Yes. Oh, that sounds like me. <laughs> And that was at the point of where I decided to say, okay, we're going to move forward with Jaisal Modcast. We're going to push back on MythWorks. A lot of people didn't catch that. Yeah. And a gentleman, um, I remember his last name. Let me see. Bear with me, folks, here. I I actually have my internet browser open because... You know, regardless of what he wrote about me in the beginning, he he still did a piece. He still works for CNN. And though his writing ability is in question, um, you know, it's it's his job. Uh, Kenneth, Ken Almond. Uh, He's from... Sometimes you feel like a nut. Yes. In (laughs) fact, that was when he wrote that real hostile... Yeah. article about me yeah and yeah. I, I kind of shot back with him yeah. i called the uh the article mr un almond joy <laughs> or mr almond no joy <laughs> yeah. uh he's from tampa florida he's a writer for cnn yeah. and he, he anyway he uh he wrote this article and he pretty much told me that i i just i sucked i was dirt and i was turning my back on everybody because you killed MythWorks, right yeah well he didn't have to play with the monster right so what the fuck did he know and um and i can laugh about it now but you know as much as anybody else knows personal to me i took that very hard Mm -hmm. i i did Mm -hmm. it it well it, it hurts when somebody who doesn't really even know what's going on but has the ear or eyes in this case of right. the nation. Right. When they say something like that, uh, it hurts, you know, cause damn, it's not true, you know, and, and for somebody to put themselves out there like that and say, uh, and we as a culture have a tendency to believe the written word. Right. Okay. Uh, I think that's why the Bible's still so popular. But anyway, um, we, we read something in the paper and, you know, right away we go, well, by God, that's how it was, you know, and we forget that there is bias in, in the news media. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes that bias is ignorant, dri- in, ignorance driven. And I think that was probably the case with this article. <clears throat> and... That was, I know that was the beginning of 2012 because mm-hmm. Jaisal Modcast was still fairly mm-hmm. new. 
And I, I laughed about it on, on one of our shows. I remember saying, you know, I got hurt and I took my ball and I left the, you know, the, the sandbox. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. You know, some celebrities, uh, they, you'll hear celebrities say, you know, well, you just have to learn to let it roll off your back. Well, you know, those are people who are covered by gazillions of media. Uh, publications and, uh, television shows, radio shows, whatever. And in the first place, it'd be hard for them to keep up with all of the good or bad, uh, comments made about them. Right. But, uh, you know, if, if, if you, as David K. Montoya, were, you know, on the front cover of People and, uh, uh, some of the other magazines that you see when you check out of the grocery store, right, you know, right. and, uh, you'd see, you know, headlines, you know, David K. Montoya did this and that, and, you know, uh, at some point you would have to just ignore it, but you're not that much of a celebrity. So you get like one article written about you, but it has broad application in terms of its availability to the, the reading public. Right. You know, then that kind of is a different ball game because we're not that kind you're not that kind of celebrity and it was funny because you know? when i first found out about it i was like oh my god it's a cnn it's an article. article yay we got notice and then i started yeah. reading it and, and it my was excitement like, was like oh, no not oh, oh. <laughs> yeah and yeah. and you know i've actually never i don't think i've said this before but i know what i said in that particular um, podcast, and I was completely misquoted about mm. what I what I had said. And interesting, I I remember he because I talked to uh, Sarah Basor, who was one of my editor in chiefs mm-hmm. at the time, and we were talking, and 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 she was just pointing out, well, you know, you said this, and I'm like. Yeah, I said this, but I was talking about something completely different. It's taken out of context, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it may have sound appropriate to what he was putting together to, you know, build a case against me, mm. but I wasn't. Which which begs the question: Why would he? Does he have a reason to have a case against you? <laughs> I don't know. Him. Have you ever slighted him in any way that I, you know? I of? don't know him. I really don't. In fact, I offered him, and I'll offer him again right here. You know, my email, you can email me at davidkmontoya at jazelmon.com and write me. because, And, and I'll throw it out, you know. Yeah. I did it before, and I'll do it again. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't know him from Adam. Yeah. And I don't, other than reading this new article, which we're going to get into, the only thing I know about it is he knows about me. He listens to the podcast and he's a fan of Herotica, which was a magazine that yeah. we used to run through right. MythWorks. That's all I know. Oh, and he lives in Florida. Well, and maybe we should mention, I suppose it's possible for the listener to go back and actually access the original article we're discussing at the moment. Oh, absolutely. How would they do that? Um, just go to Google and try like CNN. David K. Montoya. Mm, okay. And it would, was about 2012 or so yes. that this came out by Ken Almond. Yes. Okay. That way, uh, those of the listeners who are listening to us going, what the fuck are they talking about? Can right. have a chance to 
uh, pause and go and look at it, and and then and then they can understand what it was that upset you, right? Uh, and me really about the article, you know, because it was upsetting. It was. It was. Um, it it's it felt intentionally uh, mean, if, mm. if that's a reasonable word. Like I was being attacked. Yeah, yeah, and and. You and I are alike enough in that regard that that we were both be going, well, why? What the fuck did we do? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we don't expect everybody who listens to us to love us. We know that's not going to happen. Right. I mean, if it did, you know, you'd have heard about us a long time ago because everybody would have told everybody else, my God, have you ever heard these two people talk? They're just wonderful. You know, no, that ain't happening. We get that. But. Um, for someone who has access to, as I say, the public's ear or eye in this case. Right. To just, now maybe he was doing it so he could have a sensational article or something. Although I think if you want to be sensational, there are other ways to do it besides just being overtly mean. Right. On the other hand, he, he may have been, uh, writing to an audience that has z- zero clue other than what they read from him. And again, I go back to the news media. You pick up the paper and you read, uh, high school teacher arrested on a morals charge. Right. Uh, teacher found with porn in his uh, computer and little girl says he was the one who touched her inappropriately, uh, with his body. Right away, you want to go out and hang the son of a bitch. Right. You know, and then in in fact, what you find out is that he, uh, he gave her an F in gym class, and and uh, so she's going to get back at him by making an accusation that's inaccurate and all. But in the meantime, you, in, you've convicted him in your mind based on what you read in print. Right. My point being, uh, if if this article that we're referring to in 2012, uh, if someone just read that. Not knowing any of the other facts involved, we think I was a douchebag. Then they would think, "Boy, this guy's nailed this guy on the head for sure. This is exactly the way it is." And you know, they got no way to know, right? Uh, and less interest in finding <laughs> out the truth, coupled with almost a total inability to find out the truth. Then they're going to go with what they read, and they're going to go, "Well, I'm sure glad." I don't have anything to do with that scumbag. I don't ever want to get connected with him. You know. Right. So it's a borderline slander. In a way. Yeah, that's true. One could almost consider that a, 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 cause, a course of uh, uh, action could be considered at this point. I don't know. I mean, all he did really was say he didn't like you and didn't like what you did and claimed that you did some things that you didn't do. Now, I don't know how much slander that is, and I don't know. I'm sure CNN's got lawyers up the gum stump, and it isn't going to happen. But my point being that if you read something like that, you don't necessarily have to um, believe everything you read. Right. Having said that, <laughs> we're going to go on to another article about this guy, by this guy, yes. about you. Well, and that... we're going to say, now this one, we want you to believe some of it. <laughs> so, you know, what, what can I tell you? It's, um, 
I'm trying to think of how I can break in, you know. Yeah, it's I found it today. The, and I, I, the one we're going yeah. to talk about, the new one. And yeah, the uh, new article. I don't know, I haven't really because I read through it once. Twice with me because well, I yeah. read it once, yeah. And I, I really don't have a full opinion uh, exactly if he's being I'm not sure if he was being nice or not so well, nice. Well, some of it is complimentary or sounds complimentary. Uh, my problem with it, and I'll just have to be right out front and say so to start with, my problem with it is that uh, this man's sentence structure is less than effective in terms of communicating his thoughts. Uh, and that's as kindly as I can put it. Yeah, sure. Terry, Terry uh, D. Shearer just yes, stopped by and wants to put his two cents worth in. Yes, I, I just read the article myself. And first of all, this is an eye report, which means that anybody in the country can be an eye reporter for CNN. All you have to ah. do is write a story. Oh, really? Ah, ah yeah, okay. Reports are from people, not people on staff. Just Not people who are supposedly public, skilled writers. Public people have absolutely uh-huh okay so yeah he has some problems with his structure and yeah whatever but uh <clears throat> he's not on the cnn payroll ah oh, well okay. that's good news i'm glad to hear that yeah, because i yeah. thought he was no 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 i'm I, I reporters send in photographs and stories and whatever just because they see something and they want to offer it up to see if cnn wants to keep it down at the bottom of the page, it says, you know, you can choose whether you think this is worthy of actually going up on CNN or whether uh-huh. you just toss it because it's inappropriate. Or uh-huh. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. I see it right here. Cool. That's why it's there and why it isn't professional. Well, thank you for that input because we didn't know that. And uh, it makes a difference, uh, not necessarily in my critique of his skills, but certainly in, in terms of... Uh, understanding why CNN would hire someone who is so apparently unskilled at verbal communication and writing. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to know that because I had a fairly high opinion of CNN up until the point I read this article, and I'm like, are they kidding? Is it that easy to get a job writing for <laughs> CNN? Because I fucking want one if it is. You know. Um. Anyway, you Bef- should maybe give the title of the article okay, well, again let, so let, the listeners right. can know what we're talking let about. Me, let me clarify something real fast okay. before we get into the article. Okay. One of the reasons, the biggest reason that I felt the need to walk away from MythWorks mm-hmm. was it was no longer about, oh, this will be a fun project to do. Mm-hmm. It was more of, oh, we can make a profit off of this. Mm-hmm. And that's when the machine starts changing. It's mm-hmm. no longer about passion and love mm-hmm. to make something. It's making the money to keep a company afloat. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that at all. No, no. Well, that wasn't the original motivation. And that's why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. And, and he mentions it again that, you know, yes, I, I did. I'm doing this company for the way I want for me, I don't care about the overhead. Mm-hmm. I don't care about profit. Mm-hmm. It's what I want to do, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole purpose of the Jaiselmon, uh Productions. Yeah, is it's what I want to yeah. do. As to where 
with MythWorks towards the end, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was what was best for the company. Yeah. And it yeah. just, it wasn't the same. Well, you know, it, now that you say this too, it makes me wonder why in the first article was he so upset for MythWorks? What was his, did he have some sort of, uh, con- in his conception, a pre or a, uh, uh, a vested interest? What was his problem with the whole thing? Was he trying to defend what he thought was a staff of employees who got fucked or what? Um, here it is. I just Googled it right now. Okay. This, the article, and the article is so leading as it is. Um, the article is the problem with MythWorks and David K. Montoya. And he, he starts with, uh, does a person's desire for pleasure and business mix? Say you are 15 years old. You love the medium comic books. Oh, by the way, comic books isn't hyphenated for those instance or for this instance. So much so that you can't wait for the next book to come out the following month. Obsessed with continuing a story, you start making a cheap rendition of your own comic. Then realize you have an opportunity to sell these poorly made. Now, how do you know they're poorly made? I mean, yes, I was. Well, let me back up first. First, I wasn't 15. I was 13. Two, for what I had to make it with, I thought they were pretty damn nice. Mm. Okay, so. but Has just, he seen them? I, no, no one. The only people have, well, unless he's, well, no, he's from Florida, he said. But unless you purchased them mm-hmm. back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You've not seen it unless you're in my inner circle, which I which still have, not. which I still have an, an original copy of my first book mm-hmm. that I sold. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. So I, he hasn't seen them. No. So, but he's saying they're poorly made. Right. And that, uh, that's what I was stopping to yeah. say is yeah. the, the language that he's using yeah. is very negative. Just, yeah. just to start off right. with, just to describe what is going on. And then, um, 20 years later, you find yourself running that same business, but now you no longer produce poor quality comic books. Instead, a publisher of top, top micro publishing house, which makes not only comic books, but novelized books, magazines, and other stuff as well. You've built a credibility to your company from places like CBS News and Business Week magazine. Your company purchases the distribution rights to a cartoon and begins production on that. Um, there's a whole other story behind that, kids, and I don't even want to get into that one. My eyes twitching just thinking about that one. Uh, doesn't sound like anything you would turn your back back on and walk away from, right? That is exactly what owner and CEO David K. Montoya did. The founder of MythWorks Corporation announced in a press release that after the following release of projects he is calling it quits after 20 years. Although he promised in the release that this isn't the final goodbye, dot, 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 in his weekly podcast, the way he speaks about the matter contradicts that. In a recent Who's the Boss podcast, Montoya talks, or rather whines, about the business and why he's leaving. It wasn't that I lost interest in publications, 
more so that I've lost interest in being a manager of sorts, being CEO, trying to make sure that everyone has their stuff in on time. And I got tired of running shop on everybody, dot, 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 dot. And I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere or getting anything out of it. Now, he took two separate statements. Out of context. And merged them together to make it out of context. Mm -hmm. Well, again, though, what is his, where's he coming from? Why does he care? I wish I knew. Let me see. Let me roll. Um, Let's see. Montoya continues on his podcast that he turned, he was turned off by the unappreciative authors who he invested his money, not MythWorks money, to make their projects to only have issues with them after the finished product. But he doesn't stop there as he, as there, but he doesn't stop there as to why he was turning, turning his back on MythWorks and everyone else. I didn't feel that I was getting anything out of it anymore. Dot, 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 dot. And that was pretty much it. The love and passion wasn't there, dot, 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 dot. It was around the time I started Jaisalmon in October of 2012. I already knew where I was going because I knew Terry DeShear was retiring and I knew that Sarah Basor was leaving and I didn't want to invest any more of my time in finding replacements for these people, dot, 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 dot. And I knew I was leaving because of Jaiselmon. <clears throat> so. Sounds to me like a disgruntled uh, uh, author who tried to make a submission to MythWorks for publication and it got turned down. That's very possible. Actually, now that you, yeah, it's. He's got to have, some, there's got to be some reason that he would, that he would write this article in the first place and, and take the position of having been deserted or defending who a, a, a body of people he assumes have been deserted and left out in the cold by you, you bastard. This one actually made me laugh. <laughs> I was just rereading it because it's been a while yeah. since I read it. Yeah. In a self-centered move, that's the way it starts. In mm-hmm. a self-centered move, Montoya has created Jaisalmon Productions, which revolves around his own creations, writing and podcasting. Or podcasts. It should be. This guy submitted an article or 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 something to MythWorks and got turned down. With his friends or, or to somewhere and got this guy's got a fucking axe to grind. This he's. I'm telling you, you investigate him. I bet you that's not his real name. I bet that's a, a nom de plume he's using for I report or whatever the fuck. What other motivation would he have to write this this original piece of shit article? I don't know. I really... It sounds like he's... Well, by God, I'll rip him a new one. <laughs> nah, there's he's, there's... he's got an axe to grind somewhere along the line. But he closes out the... What does the future hold for those who had planned to publish or work with MythWorks? Montoya said it best. And then again, he's taking out, you know, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to produce my own stuff, dot, dot, dot. Me producing my own material and not me producing anyone else's material and making and me getting the shit into the stick, dot, 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 dot. That's why I'm walking away. 
once I publish these two books, it's over. And then don't expect me to come back as a publisher because it's not going to happen, dot, 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 dot. Yeah, this guy, this guy has tried to get you to publish something somewhere along the line. I don't know whether through MythWorks for the online magazine or what. Right. Somewhere along the line, he has communicated with you with a piece of his magic. And we all know how magical he is in the written word. Right. Well, many of us that have read it do. Uh, and gotten turned down or not accepted and is retaliating. I bet you five bucks that's what it is. I might even go ten. Um, it's gotta be something like that. It's gotta be. He's so fucking defensive. And it, it, it you know, I and mean, it did hurt. I mean, and like, like I said, it, yeah, it, it, you know what? It did it now that I read it again, uh-huh. it shouldn't have hurt. It shouldn't have hurt because obviously he has an axe to grind. He is upset about something you did to him. And, and, and he's, he says it's because he's upset about what you did to MythWorks. Right. Why would he care what you did to MythWorks? Right. That's what, true. What would his, what, what is his motive for caring? Unless he is in his mind somehow a part of the MythWorks that you did it to. Right. That makes perfect sense. I didn't have never even thought of it that way. I hadn't either until we went over it again, and I'm like, no, this this is huh, this is garbage. It's not just garbage. It's not just his opinion about a move you made. It's a, it's a tirade, an accusation against you for having made the move that now has has killed MythWorks. And why does he care? Anybody that you know of that was associated with MythWorks doesn't give a shit. Okay, doesn't give a shit. Sarah, no. you're still friends with Sarah. Yes. Um, Terry. Yes. Fucking lives here. Okay. Um, how many? You know, there's one author I can think of. If you think real hard, you'll think of her too. Um, in a faraway land who I know personally was upset with you, uh, There, it's possible there's a connection there. In a different country. Yeah. It's possible there is a connection there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I, I forgot I, about that one, too, Yeah, actually. I only know one other uh, that I am personally associated with, and I absolutely know it's not from that source. Right. Uh, so... If we were to look at the body, the 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 um, components of the body of MythWork, right? The human components of the body of MythWork, and and say, okay, among them, who could this be? There's... We know who it isn't, right? Of a certainty, we know who it isn't. So that leaves at least one, possibly a couple of others, that it could be. Right. Because I'm trying to remember. The timing. <laughs> I right. remember I got this. And I, I, I know this sounds bad, but this is how I date things. Mm-hmm. Um, around that time, it mm-hmm. was 
how I date it was before my dad died or after my dad died. Hey, it's a convenient uh, landmark in your time frame. And I'm trying to remember because, you know, I know exactly what year, what date it was. So mm-hmm. that's how I'm able mm-hmm. to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that was before. Okay. Because I know when your dad died too. Right. I think it was before that. Okay. And uh in terms of this particular uh, situation that we're discussing tonight, yes. I, I, parallel. Makes sense. But there was this one, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I remember he sent me this huge fucking novel. I mean, it was huge, like an epic novel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to go print it out, mm-hmm. and it was like, ridiculous size so i just decided to open up and start reading it mm-hmm. and i think i only got like a half a page in page hmm. in. I, yeah i don't even think it was a full page i got like a half a page there's in. there's another candidate right there but i'm trying to remember when that was yeah no, i don't know because i don't remember you mem- mentioning it to me it's possible you did and i just don't remember it i am getting a little cold can you turn the fan down sure <laughs> i'm sorry to interrupt the program with that but we have an overhead fan on here that's uh very effective. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's oh, you're welcome. Probably 54 degrees outside and probably 58 <laughs> degrees inside right now. So that's enough for me. Uh, anyway, um, I don't remember the timing of that particular uh, episode you just discussed, but um, I I do think that whether you could pin it down at this point in time or after a lot of mental researching going back and trying to figure out who it can be i think that's what you're looking at i'm i seriously do i think you're looking at somebody who's disgruntled over something that they perceive to be a personal uh assault yeah because seeking retaliation there was a writing group when um when Russo was running things, he, he attached himself to writing. But these guys were like in Indiana, though. And I was going to say, I know that they sent in a lot of stuff. You well, know, but that just, was a group, you right, say. Right, right. Yeah. And so not probably involved. Uh, I don't see this as the work of a group. No, just This individual. is a work of somebody sitting down to their typewriter or their keyboard going, well, I'll get even with this son of a bitch. You know, uh, looking for the opportunity, by the way, I would, I would say, because, uh, in order to even have an inkling of any of the, the things he's discussing, he had to have been listening to the podcast. Yes. That's the only way he would have found these things out. Well, in, in any sort of timely fashion to make the comments that right. he's making here. So he's listening to podcasts because he knows you. Okay. He knows who you are. That's why he's listening to the podcast. We could, we could play detective on this one. Oh, seriously. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, this guy, Jesus, I hate to think this guy is going to be in a mall somewhere with a gun someday, but it's certainly possible. Um, anyway, um, he's listening for a reason. And when he hears this podcast where you're talking about, where we were talking about MythWorks and, and why it had to go and how it was going to go. 
he snapped. Right. That, that's almost, that's really unnerving, actually. Yeah. That is unnerving. Yeah. Think how fun it'll be when he hears this. <laughs> um, well, anyway. But you know what? It, it's, I really think that's what we're dealing with. I think we're with somebody who's upset for some reason. Some perceived notion. Right. That he's been rejected. He or his work, which is basically the same thing. You know that as a right. writer. You're, you are your work. Yes. So he perceives he's been uh, attacked personally and rejected personally by something that was done in the most impersonal way possible. Because when you read a submission, you're not frequently paying any attention to the name of the author or anything no. else. You're just reading for content. Yes. Is it decent? Will it, Does it read? Is it interesting? Have they caught me in the first paragraph or not? Right, exactly. You know, and if they haven't, and if they aren't, then it gets tossed. That's just that simple. It's not personal at all. No. It it never is. It never could be. I don't care who would submit. The president could submit. And if I didn't like the way it read, I'd have to throw it in the garbage. Yeah. And I love the president. I think he's the bee's knees. But I would have to say, geez, dude, you need to try again. This isn't working for me. Well, so, if I that is know. the case, if, if I've rejected somebody, Mr. Almond, if, if I rejected you, it's purely business. Well, it's, and, and it's nothing personal. Yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, oh. We know, you and I know, we don't expect everyone to love everything we've done. Right. I'm not sure Mr. Amon knows that. It may be, like, when he hears what I have to say about his writing skills, you know, he's going to think I'm attacking him. <laughs> I think we're going to put a pin right there. Yeah, I know, just as it's starting to get really nice and juicy. Um, we're going to put a pin in there, and then we're going to come back next week. And we'll finish off the rest of the episode. Um, it was just, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to it as um, it's playing. And I was like, I don't remember this conversation. So I'm enjoying it as much as you are. Hopefully I'm, you're enjoying this. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back and we'll finish this off. I'm just like, I can't believe that we did not publish this and i don't understand why we didn't publish this um maybe it's just something that got caught up um i also found another episode but i, I haven't decided if i'm gonna put that up it's uh something that I, I, this one is actually an episode of uh what we think that we never published so I, I don't know why those two never went up maybe uh sadie and i didn't like the content or how it sounds but you know back then to the way it is now we can really adjust the 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 content as far as sounding you know back then it was kind of rough and we only knew you know a little bit about how to edit things as to now i have a, a better system and i can really get in there and you know mess with the volume mess with the pitch and and make it sound decent. Um, 
Yeah, that that's probably what it was, is that um, we didn't like the way it came out, the way it sounded. All right, kids, that's it for this week. I am David K. Montoya. Uh, come back next week, and we will finish off this unearthed gym that I found. So for this week, come back, and if you're just one person that just doesn't like finding stuff from the past that you totally forgot about, and now you have to listen to it two weeks in a row, well, shit, you might be seeing red. See y'all next week, kids. Bye-bye. Welcome to Seeing Red. Say we didn't warn you.